0: Well everybody, and welcome back to your daily edition of the Trick Podcast of Joy and Goso TV on this awesome Friday, or Friday as we like to call it around here. Best day of the week, besides Sunday. Talking to you today about how to drain the swamp. How to drain the swamp. No, I am not a Donald Trump fan, but, you know, I like the phrase. I was looking it up online, and he's the one... Trump that is that on October 17 October 17th he tweeted drain the swamp in Washington DC and then he says I will make our government honest again believe me but first I'm going to drain the swamp hashtag and then since then of course a lot of people have tweeted the same thing etc but I was reading that he actually wasn't the first one to talk about draining the swamp even in politics in 2006 Newly elected Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said that she was going to, quote, drain the swamp in Congress after 10 years of Republican control. And then after 9-11, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld also said to drain the swamp of terrorism. Reagan used that phrase. Bush loved that phrase. Apparently, the actual metaphor draining the swamp deals with snakes, alligators, and mosquitoes. The idea is if you eliminate, quote, the mosquitoes that breed disease, then you can drain the swamp. But ironically, says this quote here, the original disease, the expression referred to, was the very thing Trump was has built his campaign on. Big business. So apparently, the socialists were not satisfied with killing a few of the mosquitoes, which became the capitalists. Instead, they wanted to drain the swamp, meaning get rid of big business. Now... In my life, I don't really, uh, I actually do love politics, but I'm not talking about Trump or about mosquitoes. What I'm talking about is how to get rid of the diseases in your life. And I'm talking about relationships, Those relationships in our lives that really act like a swamp in your life. Do you know who the mosquito in your life is? (laughs) Is it your husband? Is it your friend? Is it your teacher? Is it your boyfriend? Is it your ex? Is it your baby daddy? Your baby mama? Who is that mosquito that you need to slap out of your life? (laughs) I hope that wasn't too loud. (laughs) Ghost of bell right there. Maybe that... Uh, Maybe you are the mosquito. Uh Uh-oh, are we the swamp that needs to be rid of? Hopefully not. But let me tell you what I mean and how to drain the swamp. So I have realized in maybe the last 10 years that the thing that I have grown the most in, as far as just me as a man, as a leader, as a pastor, as a husband, just as as a person, is the willingness to be honest with negativity And having the boldness to get rid of the negativity around me. I think that for many reasons, I grew up thinking that we could just all get along. And Rodney King was right. And of course, as a a follower of Jesus, at the Savior of the world, we'll just take care of everything. And that is true, but not today. right? He will take care of everything in the end. But here on earth, we have to get rid of things that are problematic, and including people and maybe jobs or relationships that are the swamp, the swamp man. Is that, is that a thing? Swamp man in your life. Hashtag, it's time to drain the swamp. In my life, I would say that that primarily has dealt with mean people. For too long, I have remained silent when mean people have come out to destroy me. I can tell you dozens of people that have gone out of their way to destroy the work of God in my life, discourage me, put me down, blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, I've let them for the most part. I even just ran into someone, one of these people, ah, a month ago or so. And there he was trying to be nice and... He was nice to me at times, but for the most part, he enabled hundreds of people to be nasty towards me for years. And I just let it be. So when I saw him, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to just drain the swamp right now and I'm just going to get away from you. Now, what happens when you don't drain the swamp? When you let those negative people um, talk their ears off or, or attack you? Well, they hurt you and those people around you they hurt you in your goals and god in you and his purposes in your life but they also hurt the people that you love the purpose that you're called to the people that you're supposed to be serving because often these people have influence they may have power they may have a vote they may have a voice if they're family they're family they are if they're your parents they have Some sort of, obviously, uh, you know, you respect them, you love them, you honor them. And for the most part, hear me on this, we all love our parents and need to respect and honor our parents at all times. But even with family, we have to be aware of the swamp thing. When we don't get rid of those swamp people, when we don't drain the swamp, they fester. Those people get worse. Have you noticed how sin loves company sin grows sin doesn't stay the same sin looks for friends sin hangs out with sinful people and so if you don't get rid of that swamp in your life then it'll only get worse that situation that attitude that work that job that relationship it'll only get worse and just like a mosquito party, those mosquitoes will go from 1 to 5 to 50. Oh, gross, right? And now they're all over your house, underneath your desk, which is mostly where they're at in my house, eating up your legs and your ankles and your arms and your face late at night. Oh, I hate mosquitoes. You have to drain the swamp. Now, how do you drain the swamp? Well, I have a few tips I wanted to give you. Number one, I think this is the most important tip, is you have to be a man or a woman of God. You really have to center your life on Christ. If you just try to go and do this on your own and try to be mean or be passive or whatever, you're going to lose every time. You have to be a person of God who seeks the justice of God. Number two is you have to have tactfulness And you have to know how to negotiate, how to be bold, how to use your big words. You have to put your big boy boy pants on, basically. Kobe was right. Put on your big boy pants, Paul Gasol. Can you say, I love the Lakers? Not these current Lakers. Can't stand LeBron, sorry. But if you want to drain the swamp in your life, you're going to have to get bold. That's why Joshua heard from God. He said, you know what, Joshua, I know you're afraid. Moses is gone. Your mentors are gone. This river seems huge to you. But as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Therefore, do not fear. Be strong and courageous. Get your butt in the river. And that's what Joshua did. And that's the same thing we have to do. You might look at that relationship or that job or that financial debt or maybe your swamp is you're you're maybe overweight or your grades aren't great. You're having problems at home, problems at work, you want to move, etc. You have to get your big boy or big girl pants on. And what I mean by that is be strong and courageous and say, Lord, help me to have the boldness You might lose the battle. Remember that there are no guarantees that you're going to drain the swamp. But you're going to have to have the guts in Christ to face your fears. Number three is you really have to be, did I say patient? I think, yeah. So, number two is you have to be bold. Number one is you have to have God. Number two is you have to be bold. Number three, you have to be patient. Patient. Patience is a huge part of draining the swamp. You know, these last five years, I have, as I said, had I have faced many people that have come at me in very strong ways, criticized me. I mean, I've had a lot of positive people, so not everyone hates me, but I am a bit of a lightning rod. You have to either love me or hate me, and those people that can't stand me, they're very vocal in my life. And so I have mostly maybe... 50-50. I'm kind of a 50-50 guy. I either ignore half of it I'm even oblivious or naive to it sometimes, which I wish I wasn't. But the other half of the time, I go right at them. And I want to just destroy that negativity in Jesus' name, right? Sometimes you have to, but guess what? You have to sometimes be patient because God's timing isn't always your timing. You might be ready to go and tell that boss off or your husband or your wife or your friends or that annoying person at work and tell them, give them a piece of your mind, which might be the right thing. But guess what? They don't care. They're not going to just do whatever you say, especially if they're over you, right? You're not going to walk into your teacher's office and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to say, oh yeah, here's an A for you. (laughs) They're going to give you an F. They're going to fire you. Especially if you're going upstream against the powers that be. You're gonna to have to trust God, be bold, but be patient. And patience is really a virtue. And for those of us who are high achievers, and you're like me, you're a doer, you're a, a go-getter, you're a driver type A personality. Wow, patience is of God, it's not of man. I am not a very patient person. But you know what slows you down? Well, it's failure. There have been many times that I have failed that I've given in to the worst of me, given in to fear, discouragement, depression, anxiety. Or if I'm all up in arms and I want to go and just talk to that person, I either say the wrong thing or they just, they oh, they overwhelm me, they, they win the battle or they just simply don't care. Does <laughs> that ever happen to you? They just don't care. They're like, whatever. You're wrong. You're an idiot. I remember I was in this meeting once boss called me in he had like two or three other people who just had all these horrible things to say about me all of them were not true and i didn't defend myself afterwards i talked to one of the people that was in this meeting but he didn't care he's like yeah whatever man he just ignored me blew me off you have to learn to be patient be bold seek god but you have to be patient And I think that for me, at least, I don't know which one is the hardest for me. I would say all these are hard. Looking to God is hard for me, maybe for you as well. Being bold, maybe that's the easiest one for me, but sometimes I go back and forth. But being patient, ooh, no doubt, tough one. And I would say the last one is you have to be mindful of who you're doing this for, of the people around you. I love the verse in John 17 that says that for the joy, excuse me, in John, John, Hebrews 2, for the joy said before him, he endured the cross. The one in John 17 is the one that says that there is no greater love that a man can have than to lay down his life for his friends. The reason why you're draining the swamp is not just for you, it's not just because you want to have that raise or you want to get out of this relationship. You need to drain the swamp for the sake of your friends of the purpose in your life. What is your purpose? You're never going to accomplish your God-given purpose if you don't drain the swamp around you. And yes, you have to wait, be patient, bold, look to God, but you have to remember why you're doing this. When I go into that office of my boss, or if I have to talk to my, maybe even, even my wife or a friend, I'm doing this not just, again, because of me, but because there are people that are depending upon me. One of one of the one instance that I hmm I kinda go back and forth on, on was when my daughters were almost killed by this idiot. About a year ago, my two girls, our two girls were driving in their car with three other friends coming back from church of all places. And this stupid lady, excuse my stupid, ran a, a stop sign and ran into them at nine PM, T boned them at about twenty miles an hour. Our girls were maybe going, I don't know, thirty five. It was one of those just Regular street corners. Spun them around a few times. I got the frantic phone call at about 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. Got to the scene in like three seconds, I felt. Saw the stupid lady and I wanted to kill her, but I didn't say anything. I was mostly in shock. Of course, mostly worried about our two girls plus our three friends who were also friends of mine. I wish I had stepped into this lady more. Instead, she was kind of over, overwhelming me with all of her wording and all her language and all of her excuses and noise and blah, blah, blah. She definitely was trying to drain her own swamp. And I should have given her a piece of my swamp, if you know what I mean. I wish I had leaned into her a lot more. I don't mean anger or frustration or hate. Oh No, no, no. I'm just talking about speaking the truth into her life. Long story short, we got nothing out of this whole thing. Financially, maybe a $1,000 a piece for, one, for each of our daughters. Maybe. Even though this lady almost killed five teens because of her stupidity. She had her mom next to her and her one-year-old son in the back, driving her mom's car. No license, I think. No insurance. I forget. I wish I had spoken up a lot more. You have to think of the people that you're doing this for. I mean, goodness, if you can't speak for your own daughters, then there's something wrong. And that's why I often think we have to practice boldness. We have to practice being patient. Yes, we have to practice practice looking to God. But you also have to practice defending your people, defending your crowd, defending your, your, your pueblo, as we call it in Spanish. The people of God, your family, your friends, your wife, your husband. You're a husband. You got to practice defending your wife. If you're a wife, you got to practice defending your husband, and of course your kids. If you're a young person, you got to practice defending your future, defending your cause, your own voice, defending your parents, defending your church, defending your own beliefs. That's why I love politics because it's it's a way to give the average person, the citizen, a voice. And yes, protests are a part of that. And Of course, voting. But so are civil disobedience. So are acts of, of peace, never of violence, that speak of the injustices around us. Many young people today, they are very vocal about the injustices being done to animals, to food, to the environment, to politics, to maybe the way people spend money, or maybe if they're minimalists, they want to simplify their lives, or debt, college debt, church debt, life debt, credit card debt. You have to think of the people that you're doing this for. What I wish I had done that night with our daughters is say to that lady, you almost killed my two daughters, and you are an idiot. I wish I had said something like that. Maybe not quite that strong. Because it's about my daughters. It's not about being perfect or not saying anything or I don't know whatever being the peacemaker. There are certain times to to stand for justice. Justice belongs to the Lord. But there are times that you as a human being need to speak up, stand up. And that's something I've really improved in the last maybe eh, 5 years. I've really improved in this area. I was so terrible in this. The last few years, maybe five, six years, I have become stronger and stronger. And here's the test. I have felt awesome every time that I have drained the swamp. Every time that I've stepped into the, the problem and I've spoken up, I have felt the power of God and the blessing of the Spirit and the confidence from above. But adversely, every time that I have stayed, stayed quiet and haven't said a thing... I have felt, I have felt horrible. Now, have there been times that I spoke too soon? Of course, that maybe I judged someone prematurely or misread the situation. Yes, but I'd rather, at least for me, err on that side than not. Now, if you are someone who is just way too loose with your tongue and you're always hurting people, then you need to be patient. You need to turn to God, not to people maybe your boldness needs to turn to patience more than more than just aggression we live in a culture on on tv online cnn msnbc whatever you watch fox that is living and breathing on violence it's feeding on the violence and the vile of people including you and me that's why i quit facebook and i quit everything just not only that but many reasons but including just the negativity that was that was online so you have to be aware of not going too far but if you are a people pleaser if you tend to be quiet or you tend to just not say anything you got to practice draining the swamp okay so now how do you do this let me give you some tips use language such as I don't agree with your statement that may seem very confrontive to you especially if you're on Enneagram 9 a peacemaker or maybe a little more passive but it's a way to get your mojo going it's a way to get you in the right place in the right frame of mind number two you might simply want to write things down and say i don't agree with these four or five things these are the injustices that i see in my family in my marriage in my life and that way every time that you're walking into a boss or you're feeling overwhelmed you can go back to that list and say you know what these are my truths regardless of how i feel even if i forget or if I'm a codependent person or if I'm enabling my husband or my, or my friend or, or my, my boyfriend and I'm letting them get away with things, here's my list. Here is my truth. I, sh- I should not be letting this happen. I should not let this happen. Number three, look up all the verses in the Bible. I don't have them in front of me, but it's easy. Go to Google and type in the battle belongs to the Lord or justice belongs to God and read all those verses let me do that really quick just so i can help you with this very very important topic just give me a few seconds here as i look this up the battle belongs to the lord i believe Uh, i wish i could remember it off the off the top of my head let me just see really quick here the battle belongs okay here we go no matches okay so let me look up a different version sometimes it's just a matter of the versions okay here we go battle okay it's because of this here battle and belongs all right here we go okay <laughs> all right battle belongs okay this is interesting battle belongs battle belongs How about with an s okay here we go finally it says proverbs twenty-one thirty-one. the horse oh i love this one is prepared for the day of battle so it deals with preparation a horse is a very strong animal day of battle meaning this is the day but victory belongs to the Lord see what a great great combination and pattern this is for you and me the horse is prepared for the day of battle but victory or the battle belongs to the Lord and the, and the word for victory there in the Hebrew let's see what is what does it mean it's the words for salvation Teshua, Teshua salvation deliverance deliverance usually by god through human agency salvation spiritual salvation safety victory the safety belongs to the lord The salvation the deliverance belongs to god you can do all you need to do and it's not i'm not discouraging you from doing everything you need to do as i just said you have to drain the swamp but the timing the t- the when the how belongs to the Lord you may not even you may not even see the victory you may not even be around to see the victory but what you are responsible for is to drain the swamp to prepare the day the horse for the day of battle to be counted to be bold trust in the Lord be patient but make sure that you let your voice be heard be heard so four things in summary first of all is be let's say calling godly I'm just writing these things down here for me number one is be godly meaning look to God number two is be bold speak up number three is be patient and then number four is be I put here how does that be here that doesn't make sense (laughs) what's the last one I said be um be heard that's what I meant to say be heard the battle belongs to the Lord prepare the day of battle prepared but the battle belongs to the Lord. You have to let him be the one who does it. Think of the people, yeah, that's what I was saying. Think of the people. Maybe I'm gonna put this, I meant to say be mindful. Let me summarize again. Be godly, be bold, be patient, be mindful. If you do those things, I believe and declare that you will drain the swamp. Whatever that is in your life, that relationship, that boyfriend that's not really nice to you, that teacher that keeps saying stupid things about you, that boss, that job that is demeaning, look to God, be bold and courageous, be patient, the battle belongs to the Lord, be mindful of the people that are depending on you. You know, in my life, I always try to tell you a little bit about me as I'm learning to lead my home, my life, my church with boldness. I realize to be a leader isn't just to be loving, to love people, to be loved. Even to be spiritual or preach or sing or to help in the nursery. It's about stepping up. Like Ruth says, you have been called for such a time as this. I believe that I've been called for such a time as this. I believe you have been called for such a time as this to do whatever is in front of you and to drain whatever swamp is in front of you. I'm not saying you can change everything you can go and just get rid of everyone no of course not but whatever that swamp is whatever swamp you can defeat or you can drain to be a little tiny thimble of water it might be a pool it might be an ocean whatever the scope the size of your of your of your swamp is whatever you can accomplish do it in the name of jesus I want to encourage you to share this with uh, your friend. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The David Trigg Show. Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week, we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, goso comes in the morning.